previously on Ashes of the Order. Lahela, Rokti, and Master Temrin Ka have taken out the anti-air turrets in the village square with anonymous help from Admiral. With their exit route secured, the Jedi push on to the Separatist satellite tower and Admiral tries to make an escape in his hard-won freighter. Hey, I'm I'm Derek. I'm playing a human smuggler slash gunslinger. Name's Admiral. Hi, I'm Colleen. I am playing Rokti. She is a Twi'lek mystic. I'm Amy. I'm playing Lahela Bell, a Togruta, who is a Jedi Consular. Clankus. Clankus. I say Colleen and I are both wearing Star Wars t-shirts. Mm-hmm. Nice. I don't... Own one. Oh, it actually, is a Star Wars teacher. I just saw the walk. It I just saw the Walking is. Dead logo. And I didn't. Yeah. The Walker's dead. The Walker's dead. It's dead, Jim. <laughs> you wearing Star Wars socks? I I am wearing Star Wars I'm, socks, and they're purple. I am being beaten on the Star Wars clothes then, because I'm not wearing any Star Wars. Oh God, get your shit together, right? Prepared. All right. So the last time we played, uh, the Jedi had secured the town square of the village, and uh, with a little bit of help from our airborne friend, the Admiral. Clankus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's pretty much where we left off. Now, since then, we've realized that we kind of rolled our sheets, our characters kind of wrong. So we've corrected slightly. <laughs> so that might explain a few dice, a few statistic changes for those of you who are paying close attention to that. But uh, yeah, one more thing we're going to do now is rule that we consciously didn't do the first time, which is that of the destiny points. So basically at the start of a session, which is tonight uh, you guys will roll each person will roll or each player sorry not me will roll a white force die two white two white Ooh, one black one black two white two white so this is our destiny point pool so we have four uh light side points and one dark side point yeah i'm, I'm lumping in with that because it's easier to okay everyone has these points at their disposal throughout okay uh, all of us have Five points? Uh, no, that's a pool for so, for to use. Okay. Uh, so light side destiny points favor the player characters and can be used to aid them in their actions. Dark side destiny points impede the PCs and are used by the GM to imperil and complicate their actions. Mm-hmm. You can use the light side points. Um, you can like flip the token over mm-hmm. to use the things to get like a bonus of some kind, which I'll go over. But that turns it into a dark side point, which I can then use. Oh. Just to kind of make things interesting. So, like, say there's something, like, the first time, Colleen, like, your character didn't have a very good lightsaber skill, which we've since kind of corrected. Mm-hmm. Um, if you had been struggling to kill something, you could have used the light side point to take it down. Oh, okay. Or to take it down, and then I could have used a dark side point later on. Like when you tried to jump up a building and failed miserably, and... You could have used the light side point, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or dark side point to make you fall on your face and take yeah. damage or something. Yeah, to not fully get it. Your options are... Player may spend one destiny point to upgrade his starting dice pool by one. Oh. Um, so when you're building your dice pool for a, for a check, you can upgrade a green into a yellow, for example. Okay. Or I can use a dark side destiny point to upgrade a NPC's dice pool. Uh, a single player may spend one light side destiny point to upgrade the difficulty of any NPC skill check by one. Uh, this refers to upgrading a purple into a more potent red. Conversely, the GM may spend a dark side destiny point in this way to upgrade difficulty in a player's dice pool. So you can check, you can help yourself out, you can make it worse for an opponent. Or I could do the same thing to you. Um, some of your talents may say to to spend light side or dark side points. 
So those are specific things for mm. for you if you have any. Yes, I think that's what they've been talking about. In yeah, the, the, the black, white. I think it yeah. came up in a couple yeah. things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you can. That's what that's talking about. And the fourth kind of use is to. They call it basically Deus Ex Machina. Um, you can use it to. You can use it by the players to introduce facts and additional context directly into the narrative. Um, I already. I already do this by managing and directing the story, but this use of Destiny points provides the players with a means to make contributions as well. Hmm. The example they use is a player may spend a Destiny point in this manner to suggest finding a spare stimpack while quickly scavenging through a medical facility, so or to propose introducing a terrain feature the player character can duck behind for cover. Cool. Um, and that's the pool for this session, while, like while we're playing. Mm-hmm. So anything that um, we don't use tonight, we'll just reset. Cool. Okay, so we're back in the square. Temerin produces some stimpacks from her own personal supply. So we're going to be starting from scratch, like all your wounds and any strain you recovered are clear. Um, and she actually takes a moment for you and pulls you all, pulls you both closer to the fountain in the middle of the town square, and has you like kneel down with her and takes a moment to meditate and recenter yourselves in the force. And that's my story way of saying that we re calibrated your character sheets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now Rook T is suddenly better with a lightsaber again. Nah. I was and Layla is even better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's all legit because we did not math our character sheets properly. Slash didn't understand how to act properly cost for certain things. Yes, it was some confusion with the rules, but it's it's fine. We The, the computer fixed it. Yes, and we're we, good now. Yeah, computers. We use computer stuff, not brain stuff. We're all, we're all good here. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, thanks. <laughs> You're in space. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, Tamarin, after, after you meditate, um, instead of pushing on, she actually takes a moment to speak to each of you and she pulls uh, Lahela aside first and says, "Well, well, Padawan, you've you've been looking to get in a fight into a real fight for some time now, and you've had your first real taste of battle now. How how does it feel?" Although I do have troubles bringing myself to the violence, I find that it did help that they were not true life forms, and I am glad to see that my lightsaber training has shown well so far in actual battle. I was going to remind you to be mindful when we are facing organic foes. These are simple clankers, as our, as our clone friends call them. These are not living beings. I know, and I do worry for whenever I do have to fight a living being, because I, I know I'm going to have a hard time bringing myself to do what may need to be done. Well, when the time comes, be mindful of the dark side. Always, Master. Um, and she stands up from, from her crouching meditation pose and, tell, and helps helps you up Rukti and says, and she looks around the city square and says, uh, Padawan, if I remember correctly, uh, you came from a similar village. How does it feel to be back in a place like this now after so many years in the temple? It's quite the same, I do admit. Everyone here lived the same way I did. It's, it's quite a simple life. I'm more just disturbed by how much I can feel the force affected around here. Hmm. General Skywalker set a certain precedent when he joined the Order late and allowed for for you to follow in his footsteps, essentially, but normally wouldn't take you so late in your life. Be mindful of the Force's pull upon you as you come to familiar surroundings. You have a very sensitive connection to the Force, partly because you came to us later and partly because of your own natural dispositions. So always be mindful of that as well, my Padawan. I will, Master. We'll take a moment to pan up to space to the unnamed Questor, which, uh, after shooting down one of the turrets, kind of circled around again and took off. The airspace is clear, but as you break atmosphere, you find that Separatist and Republic forces are engaged. It's a full-on firefight in the atmosphere, or outside of the atmosphere, I suppose you should say. Well, that's a problem. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> um, 
yeah, so there's a huge engagement going on in space. What was supposed to be a small exercise has turned into a full-out dogfight. There's freighters from both sides, all surrounding the entire airspace above you, and lots of smaller freights or smaller ships besides. Okay. That's a problem. I feel like going towards that in a relatively unmaneuverable starship uh, with just myself and a droid piloting, I probably want to avoid as much as possible. Well, I think Admiral would definitely ask QP and see what the sensors say and see what he makes of of the area and if he can find any way through. For Yeah, so for that he would beep and boop and kind of calibrate for a moment. Master Scanner Show, Republic and Separatist forces are too densely concentrated for us to, to make the jump from here. My personal opinion is that we should probably go back down to, or get back in the atmosphere and, and reassess. Alright QP, find us a place to land safely. And he whirls and beeps and his dome actually spins around and he takes the ship down. Back into the atmosphere for now. Now that you've rested up, Temrin um, says it's time to go. And uh, it's a good eight minutes or so of moderate jogging to climb up the, the mountain path to, to the base of the comm tower. No opposition along the way, and it's actually pretty quiet. Although when you get to the top of the top of the hill and the bottom of the tower, you see two B1s kind of standing nearby. The area is sort of like a half circle um, with the comm tower built on the edge of the cliff. I think I drew this out. So you came in here. There is a wide open space in front of the tower, and the tower is kind of built on the edge of the cliff, like with long supports coming down. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so there's the two B1s like right in front of you at the bottom of the cliff. They haven't noticed you, but uh, Tamron just says, excuse me for a moment, and she steps forward and pushes them off the cliff with the force, just foos through daws them <laughs> to the abyss. Ah, we have the one true Dragonborn with us. Foos through daw. Force through daw. Clever. Um, and she guides you onwards. Um, so yeah, it's a straight approach to the bottom of the tower where there's a simple door. You go inside, there's a simple tower. It's just a dark room with an elevator shaft in the center mm -hmm. of, of the room. <laughs> shaft. And she guides you onto the elevator. And it's a good 100 uh, foot right up. Uh, at the top, um, the elevator door opens silently and uh, there's a rounded open platform at the top of the tower. It is the whole platform is forty feet in diameter, but the center of the whole of the center of the tower takes up a good ten feet, like where the elevator shaft is. So you've got about thirty feet of walkway around you. Yeah, she steps out of the elevator and kind of looks both ways, urges you out, and from this point she says, "Which way do you want to go? You can go to the left or the right." What's it sound like in here? Um, it's the top of a tower, so you're hundred feet up off off the uh, off the ground, essentially on an open platform. But it's okay. open, right? So it's windy. So windy. Windy. The, the wind's definitely higher up here than okay. it was even at the bottom of the tower, at the top of the hill. Grokdies can look to her master and master. Are we sure we don't know at all what we're looking for? This seems very odd. She says, "Well, the there's, there was no controls down below, so the controls for it must be up here, um, somewhere on this platform." Hela, do you believe you should go one way and I'll go the other? Sounds good, and hopefully we meet in the middle. Mm -hmm. I'll go left. I'll take right. And uh, Tibran kind of listens and nods her head. As much as this is an actual operation, she is also testing you, so mm -hmm. she's going to let you take the lead again. Um, and she is, she'll kind of stay here for the moment and see what happens. <laughs> um, you hear any screaming? Like, <laughs> <laughs> How are you going about your approach? Lahela would definitely be cautious but brisk in her movements while obviously like kind of like looking around because if they're on an open space she wants to make sure there's nothing coming at them or strange things like that but she would definitely wouldn't be like you know 
being super cautious as far as you know this place is evacuated so if there's anything up here it should just be maybe a droid or something like that um but so definitely cautious but brisk okay yeah i'm like super vigilant so i would definitely be like keen into especially the force and kind of what's going around i don't know if you'd want me to do a check for that yeah that's what i'm kind of assessed by your answers i think what we'll do in terms of okay. that so... yeah i'm like super hyper aware of i'm sticking close to like the elevator shaft area and kind of like creeping around so i'm not out in the open i'm i'm like hyper aware but i'm fully expecting to run into something that's up here because okay. i just have a weird feeling okay like by your answers both of those kind of sound like stealth checks um, however, as far as the challenge goes for the, or the difficulty goes, Amy, can you roll a stealth check with two purple and Colleen, can you roll one with one purple? I have three successes, a triumph and two threats. I believe that is. Yes. Two successes and a failure. So one success. One success. As you move around Lahela, um, you actually come around the corner of this, well not corner, you come around the platform and run face first into two B1 supervisor droids. Um, however, at the same time, <laughs> Colleen, you would also be able to kind of sense something going on on the far side, but your side is clear. So Lahela has uh, or unknowingly discovered some B1 supervisor droids, but Rokti, as you jog around the corner cautiously, you notice there's a computer terminal that you're seeing the back of. Now you notice there's a human in a military uniform who is at the terminal. Oh, snap. We definitely should have split the other way because I have so much persuasion. Um, that being said, as you've run face first into the droids, um, they kind of squawk. This is We're talking almost bullet time here. Mm -hmm. You run into them. They shout because they've noticed something. And at the same time, Rokti, you've discovered the terminal. Um, and you kind of see the woman react to their squawk. That's the kind of sense we're dealing with here. And mm. I think we should roll initiative now. Yes. Cool would apply in circumstances which the character acting character is calmly prepared to take action. So this would be a vigilance one. Oh, yes! I feel like I always be pretty calm to take care of it. So it's a vigilance action. You use your vigilance die? We're looking for... Successes. Yeah, we're looking for successes. Go successes, advantage. advantage. I just got four advantage. Um, and then player character. Yeah, so that's only the, I guess, basically a tie break. Yeah. So that's not good. No. Oh, my good die for nothing. Uh, vigilance. Stay vigilant, my friends. Two success. Two success, two advantage. Two and two. Yeah. And my dudes here. So it's one green, one yellow. Uh, one, three successes. And for, uh, can I get one with three cool, or sorry, three green? Uh, one success, two advantage. Enemy player, enemy player. Mm -hmm. I'll probably go first and set the one in direct combat, and you would have just spotted this bitch and be like, whoa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah probably, probably better off going against the two first. Yeah. Hopefully makes taking. Sense, makes sense story-wise, too. I think probably the calling character wouldn't just rush up to this chick and start attacking it. I don't no. think. Uh, okay, so the I mean, ones go tea. first. Um, and they're going to shoot they're at close range like right are they rank two heavy yeah they're rank two heavy okay and yes rank and uh two agility so it's two yellow and three purple uh a whole so five failures wow <laughs> so i'm uh, sorry four failures because it cancels out a success and then three advantage 
Four feathers, three advantage. Um, so they, the first one on the sale of the left, the B1 supervisor, oh, supervisor sorry. might say, not the minions. These are not the minion ones, so you can't kill the critical. So are we just using this roll for both, or roll again for the other? For this one, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take it for both. Okay. The B1s fire, but they're surprised and don't actually manage to hit you in the close shots. You do manage to get your saber activated and deflect in time. So until the end of their next turn, they're going to gain a plus one melee or ranged defense. Okay. Then it's a player's turn, so I'm yeah, guessing... That's me. Yeah, Lahela decided... We decided it made most sense. So obviously, I am going to, after I deflect a couple shots from the shock of us both just running into each other like that, or all three of us, I suppose, running into each other like that, deflect, and then I'm going to instantly go for just the typical flurry of lightsaber beautifulness. Cool. Oh, I'm thinking it's code horse. Flurry! Yeah, I know. Flurry! Always flurry. What's the lightsaber quality? Is it pierce? It is Lightsaber is breach and sunder. Breach Breach one and sunder. So I have two successes and an advantage. Oh, yeah, I guess. I don't know if there was purple. Oh, Oh, yeah, there would be be two two purple. Two purples? Okay. That's a clean result. One success, one threat is the final countdown. Okay, that's pretty good. Um, So you get a hit, although it strains you. Uh, So Breach says ignore one armor slash ten silk parading. So then, yeah, it ignores. So this goes 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 straight through. Yeah. And which one? There's one on the left, one on the right. Which one do you want to attack? I'm going to say that she's right-handed, so she'll go for the one that's on the left. Um, so it takes six wounds, although it's not killed by that. Yeah, you slice across it and damage its, its armor plating, but um, you haven't sundered any limbs or anything. Um, and it's an um, enemy's turn, which would technically be the human. officer on the, the human woman officer on the far side. She's going to spend her turn moving around um, and drawing her blaster, and I guess she would shoot at you. She's a separatist officer. She's mm-hmm. going to shoot a Jedi. She's one, so. That's fine. Um, and this is range shooting at two short range, two yellow and a green and a purple. One success, three advantage. Yeah. Okay. So her blaster is damage five. What's your soak? My soak is two. So you take three wounds. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) I hit by range attack so I can reflect it and I can suffer three strain to reduce the damage by two, um, plus my rank in reflect which is one so i uh, don't take any damage and i take three strain instead okay so she gets a good shot off at you but you manage to see it coming with your force powers and uh, deflect it um instead of taking a good chunk of damage um although it does kind of cost you effort to do that you you don't you can only do that for so long she's closer to me isn't it no she's gone around to me you she probably wouldn't even notice you now no but she's closer to me than you oh yeah so it's like yeah it's you her, so the droids, her. and then Amy's and Kate's the computer. Well, I don't know what I'm doing with the computer. I don't have any computer skills. Say like, plus your I feel like compatriot that, is in the middle. Yeah, of, you're, we're in the middle of a battle. I feel like and you would have heard a the lot master of would be like, you'll have the comms tower. Oh, gosh, this is going to cause so many things. Um, I'm going to charge the chick. And attacker. From behind. From behind. Okay, you're attacking to kill. <laughs> Total gift to you. Yeah. What would your character do? I just need to know if you're pulling your punches. Hmm. <laughs> what would your cray cray character do? What's the force willing her? Yeah, I'm gonna kill her. You think you're gonna attack to kill her? Yeah. Okay, so we'll see how the dice roll. <laughs> okay. 
Um, one success, one advantage. advantage. And your options for the advantage. Recover one strain, add a boost to the next allied characters. Yeah, Check. Yeah. Notice in a single important point in the ongoing conflict. Inflict a critical injury. What would a critical injury do? There uh, so there's your quick critical injury chart right there. So you would roll a d100. Okay, I feel like I want to do that. Uh, so to make things simple with the d100. We have an app. There's an app for that. Roll a d100. Rolling. It's 40. 44 this time. Uh, bowled um, over. Um, target is knocked prone and suffers one strain. Thanks. Yeah, like I full up charged her. I was just <laughs> balls to the walls. Like I just ran. I saw that Lahela was fighting too and that this lady was close to me and she was shooting her. I just went for her. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I'm trying to interpret how you would do that. If that's the critical result you get. The thing with the lightsabers, I don't know how you do damage to a human being and not like cut something off. Well, I guess it Maybe would... I like off. went... Well, but that would be. Her she gun. also has crazy force sensibility stuff, right? So she could be going to attack to kill, but because she was so like enraged, it almost sounds like for what's happening right now, then she could have just like force pushed her away as she was going for an attack, like without meaning to. Yeah, something like, like that. Either that or. Well, I was thinking maybe I like. Like you didn't stab her; you just cut like a yeah, shallow, like got her, or more shallow. Got her weapon or something, and then knocked into her. This is what I'm thinking. Actually, was I'm thinking of Finn in. Uh, Force Awakens, when Kylo Ren cuts him across the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so you run around the platform um, and get this woman by from behind. She just kind of hears the lightsaber come up behind her as you swing. Mm-hmm. It's a vertical slash that goes like across her back um, and kind of drives her forward. She falls prone to the deck on her stomach, and you've not killed her, but you've sliced across her back. And, and um, that was seven damage, I guess, that you did? Yes, it'd be seven damage. She has, or minus the soak. Yeah. Well, it's not minus so because I have a lightsaber. Oh, right. That's yes. true. Yes. That's true. So it is seven. <laughs> Yay, lightsaber. Yay, lightsaber. <laughs> and she um, gains one strain. And she's taking a critical injury as well. So if you were to do another critical injury, then that would add plus ten to the result. Okay. So that takes us back to the top of initiative. Actually, at this point, I'm going to interject, and I'm going to flip over one of the dark side points. Oh, oh snap. However, it's not going to affect the Jedi. Um, it's going to affect you. Oh, um, oh no. Okay, Admiral, as you are uh, trying to find a safe place to land, QP kind of gives off a warning too late, and you notice that um, a, a separatist a vulture droid has kind of fallen out of the fallen into the atmosphere. Uh, mm-hmm. It was damaged in in the dogfight and has been pulled in by the planet's gravity and has fallen towards you. And something kicks in in the vulture droid's programming and it detonates because it's close to your ship. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to explode off the starboard side. Like QB's able to still pull the ship around, mm-hmm. um, although he's he gets frantic, like as as, as droids can, and uh, says, "Master, we have to land. We have to land. I have to look at this. We're, we're not. We're not. We can't. We can't take off like this." He's like stammering like an idiot, like I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, QB, take us down. And he starts to steer you back towards where you took off from. Okay, because that's the last place you landed and the last place he was safe. Okay, okay. And, of course, Admiral would then get to a terminal as well and try to help QP as best he can, though he's not exactly the most mechanically driven. Uh, he's He knows basic star starship controls and is trying to help out as best he can. He would surrender, this, he would surrender the wheel to you and could let you control the ship from here okay. um, as he goes and tries to assess the damage. Sounds good. Hey, 
Hey everybody, Chris here, just popping in at the, at the halfway point here. Just wanted to say thanks for all the support so far, and uh, thanks to everybody we met at London Comic Con who stopped by the booth and uh, checked out the show. Hope you found your way here and, are, and uh, are enjoying the show so far. Please keep liking posts and sharing with your friends. It really helps, um, really helps spread the word about the show. The word of mouth is the, is the best way to, to help out small, fledgling podcasts like this project. Speaking of supporting the show, I um, just want to make a quick mention here that uh, there are bonus materials for Ashes of the Order on our Patreon account now. Exclusive things like my GM notes. I'll be sharing stuff from my notes for each episode. We're going to get the character sheets on there at some point, and I'll be sharing some snippets of the outtakes with a large outreel take to come once this mini arc is, is completed in a few months. Amy, Derek, and I are doing Extra Life, the fundraiser for Children's Health Foundation, on November 2nd to the 3rd, starting at noon Eastern time. We are going to be streaming a variety of video games with, with our friends from our gaming group called Guild Two Taps. We encourage you to stop by, say hello, join us in the chat, or just watch us yell at each other as we play video games for 25 hours straight, thanks to Daylight Savings Time ending that weekend. So you can tune in at twitch.tv slash guild two taps that's twitch.tv slash guild two taps or check out the links on the social media pages and if you're able to help us give back to the community for a uh, for a very worthy cause uh, your donations go towards the children's health foundation and the children's hospital here in london ontario our hometown yeah we were planning to play something star wars related i'm not sure what love to hear suggestions on what we should play that's preferably multiplayer i think maybe some rogue squadron 3 rebel strike maybe some ps2 battlefronts maybe some ps4 battlefront we'll see um but yeah we have we have a great time playing in this marathon every year and it's for a great cause so would love if you could stop by the stream at least and say hi and watch for a little while um every little bit helps all right back to the show So the top of the initiative is the enemies, um, so the B1s. Uh, they will shoot at Lahela again because they are engaged. Truck, yeah, they will. And that was two yellows. Two yellows, three purple. Two, three purple. So that'll be two successes and three threat. Okay, so they both get to hit you, but they also get threat, which you can use against them. They both grant you uh, a significant advantage in the ongoing encounter. So cool. It's going to be a lot of damage, isn't it? Damage nine. <laughs> it's okay. But your soak too. My soak is two. So they would both deal seven damage to you. How many wounds you got? Eleven, but I can I can strain it. I've still got ten strain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So you can do that for one of them. Okay. Um. So they both blast you. You get to uh, use that same reflect thing against one of them. Okay. So how many? So they both they both they both will be dealing seven damage to you. So five, um, because of the soak. Five because of soak. No, uh, oh, or sorry, seven because of the soak. Because their 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 yeah, E five blast rifles are damage nine to begin with. Truck, yeah. Okay, so yeah, you you deflect the one, but you also take. Yeah, because like I was focusing on the one while the other one was shooting at me as well. While you're deflecting half of the shots, the one on the right is shooting at you. Mm-hmm. The one on the left gets you, and you also take some little fire from the other one. It's kind of just kind of grazing shots across your like like various parts along your like torso, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Because um, you've got your lightsaber in front of you, you're going to be kind of centered. But, um, yeah, you took a good amount of fire there. <laughs> yep. Um, a player can go now, whichever one. 
Would you? Because this would be happening at the same time, so it'd be you still. Because I would have just knocked her down while they were shooting you. Or basically, like like while yeah. she was like, okay. while she's still landing, like that happened. Yeah. All yeah. right. So then I am going to once again just try to shake off the immense wounds I'm taking right now and uh, hurting a bit, but driving through, trying to center myself in the forest as my master has taught me many times, and uh, just continue my flurry of lightsabering. And I get an advantage this time, um, you said? Yeah, so... After character grants the enemy a significant advantage in the ongoing encounter. Um, so we'll say that like, they kind of separate as they're firing, like they're kind of maneuvering a little bit, and the one on the left that you already hit mm-hmm. kind of teeters a little, like he gets too close to the edge, and he kind of forgets his awareness, mm-hmm. and teeters too close to the edge. So he's kind of like... About to fall off. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to charge at him to try to, if I can't kill him, to make sure I have enough force in my lightsaber to push him off then. I will say that. Just take the purple out of it. Two success and an advantage. Because he's teetering on the edge, like you get a good clean shot. You cut mm-hmm. him in two, and he falls off 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 the comm tower. Awesome. And then I have an ad- advantage, so I'm going to recover one strain. Nice. That's good. You need that. Yep. Strain's good for me. Just to keep. I need high strain. Anything to give me more strain, the better. <laughs> that's true. That's that's a really good ability. You've got, more so. strain threshold. I, I can. I can keep upgrading that skill. So that's definitely when I'm putting some of my experience points in the next time. The officer stands up, or as best as she can, she's kind of shaky. Best thing she can really do is to try to make a desperate shot at you, uh, Rokti. I was about to say because this is all happening at once. So, did you want me to tell you my next move? Because it will. It. I feel like it will also determine how this part plays out. Okay. Because after I hit her. I was just going to continue. Like, as soon as I saw her fall down, like, I was going to continue and go for the one that she didn't go for. Oh, okay. So, as that was happening, so, like, she went down and I just, like, continued running. Gotcha. So, you weren't you weren't going to, like, finish her off. Because she went down, so I was just like, okay, she's done. That's like, good. Yeah, okay. That's I like that, so. Awesome. The threat was not a threat in my mind anymore. Lightsaber <laughs> <laughs> at the back normally means you're down. <laughs> you start to move on past her. Yeah, I would have, like, ran over her, basically. As a drawback to this, I'm going to say that you don't notice her doing this. She stands yeah, up. You're too yeah, focused. I'm behind her. Uh, she's up and like she starts moving towards the console again. Um, and that's her yeah. turn because she, she, she's going to use one maneuver to stand up and another and her to action to, to maneuver again to start moving towards the console. It's my turn. And I'm going for the one that isn't. She's not attacking. Okay. Ooh, isn't attacking. Well, the other one's dead, so. Yeah, the, yeah, that one I just just finished cutting yeah. half as you're approaching this one. Yeah, I've been falling. Two difficulty? No, you're engaged, so it's one. One success. One success. That's good enough. So you just get a good chunk of damage in. Your lightsaber do six, um, six plus one, so seven minus whatever their soap. Or no, oh, you only no. get soap, so no. seven. 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 Okay, so Rook T uh, slashes the remaining V1 supervisor droid across the back. She's all about the back slashing today. <laughs> that's her thing, just like George Lucas is taking away arms. That's a good, it's a good score across the, the back of its torso. I'm taking some armor off. Back to the top of initiative for the enemy. Meanwhile, we'll say since I checked in with the Admiral at the end of the initiative last time, the comm tower is in view, and again, you can see these two green lightsaber blades flashing at the top Rolling of the thing, but you're still a good distance away. Okay. Um, um, so the B1 is going to kind of be like moved around by the force of your slash against mm-hmm. him. He's going to like turn and try to shoot at you, Rokti. Three purple and two yellow. Two yellow. One, two threat. Two threat, no success. Mm-hmm. It's turning and just got slashed. I'm uh, throwing its balance off a little bit so it doesn't really get you. Um, and with the threat. So one of you may immediately perform one free maneuver in response. 
Okay. Um, you can add a blue to the target character's next check, so the rookie rookie's next check, or the active or the droid can suffer one setback on his next action. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking because you just killed her, knocking over it. You would turn around, ready for the other one, see that I attacked it, and then you attack it. So you get so a move. I get a man- maneuver. If that's what you do, then Lahela would notice you being shot at and like start to move towards it to like round on it. One of you can maneuver. You can get a boost, or the droid can take a setback on his next action. So I'll just take the blue die. So that would be me. Lovely. Well then, I am going to use my maneuver to obviously run up to the droid that is now it's back to me and just, again, slash its back is fuck backs. Apparently. <laughs> Real Jedi, do it from behind. <laughs> and one purple, two purple. One purple. One success and two advantage. Okay, basically so long as you've dealt damage. Oh yeah, I sliced it. Yeah. You you finished cutting through it from behind. But I do have two advantage, so I'd like to re- like get rid of or gain back two strings. Yes, you can do that. So you just finished off the droids, and at this point you turn around. Rokshi notice that the wound is not on the ground. Mm. Um, as you come around the corner, or as you round the tower, I keep saying corner. There's no corner on this thing. It's a round <laughs> platform. As you come around the corner of this platform, you see her actually running away from the terminal. At this point, she's running the opposite direction. She runs out of your sight for a second. And then she uh, is back in your vision as she gets force pushed onto her back. Um, and she lands and skids across the deck and land or stops in front of the terminal and Tamron comes around the corner. Um, yeah, she hasn't activated her lightsaber. She just force pushed her down. And her lightsaber is not even in her hand at this point. She notices that she's injured and that the woman is injured. Do you guys power down your lightsabers as well? Lahela would. You still in preserver mode? <laughs> yes, the force still flowing through you and bravely. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna keep my lightsaber up. I'm, okay. s- I'm still on guard. Like I would go up to the the master and be like, I think she did something with the comms. Keep an eye on on this one, and she would go to the console and start tapping keys. Oh, I have an eye. <laughs> <laughs> and she declares, "Oh, she, she wiped the drives. The everything's everything's gone. So whatever they're doing here, she's just erased the evidence. Mm-hmm. Like she had time to quickly." Activate a kill switch and that's yeah. and wipe the drives. Master, we still might be able to get information out from her. She would nod and say, "Of course." So it's just she got pushed on the ground. She's probably like leaning, kind of like up a little bit. Well, she's running towards us, so she's on her back. Yeah, she she was running away. She got like, <laughs> yeah. She's like she's propped herself up, but she like, yeah, but she's yeah, she can't. She's yeah, being she's walked by three, three Jedi. So <laughs> she's kind of just being like, "Oh God." Or maybe I do something written down for how my um, influence works. Character may attempt to guide, shape, or even twist the thoughts and feelings of others. Uh, so I'll kneel down to her and look at her in the eyes and be quite close and do the very Obi-Wan hand motion there. You want to tell us what you're doing here. Force powers and force talents generally work in one of two ways. First, the PC can make a force power check, rolling the number of force dice and using the results to generate so force points. something with a force dice? Didn't believe me. Second, the PC can commit a number of force dice. Because our little thingy here literally just says, like roll the force dice then based on that if i roll light it's a force point if i roll dark then it's force point plus strain plus conflict mm. which is the conflict is the ongoing morality thing so that's why i'm like oh, that's why i thought i had to roll a force dice and then that was going to tell me that what i got because f- i'm assuming if you're using co- committing so many dice to the roll like there's a potential of doing very good light or there's also getting like very dark which would cause you conflict right yeah like you like you got conflict when you rule something and you get a dark side result. Yeah, so then you're doing it in a dark way. Or like, yeah. Um, instead of trying to make them more friendly, you would, yeah, make them fear you instead and try to terror them into right. giving you yeah, information. Yeah, yeah. Only force points generated from dark may be used to generate 
dark things. Yeah, so if you got a dark result, you could only do a dark thing. Yeah, okay. so or you're something making... middling, like confusing them or something, right. which you don't want to do in this case. <clears throat> so then, does it say how many, how many dice, dice I get? Number of force dice he adds to the pool can never exceed his current force rating. Okay, so, so you get max one. And that's all you can do. Okay, so you have one. So I'm going to roll it. Okay. I got two dark sides. Oh, two good. dark sides. <laughs> oh, dear. So... Okay, how do I decide which conflict it is? What number conflict? Well, that'd be two dark side results. Plus strain plus conflict per. Because I think you've got two conflict because you've got two two black, two dark side. Uh, okay, so I take this as you... Basically, you used the dark side to generate force points. Yeah, so, yeah, so I could force him to, into fearing me to tell it then. Because it sounds like, yeah, based on this, it should still work. Oh, it still works, yeah. yeah it's just I'm just doing it in a douchey way. You're, you're going to trigger rage, fear, or hatred. Okay, so with oh. that result... You try to use the force to influence her mind, and it works. However, she she's clearly terrified. Even though she was injured and, like, cornered, she still had that kind of defiant um, officer's composure. But as you wave your hand and, like, inflict the force upon her, you see that facade just crumble. Like, she is instantly terrified. Her cool exterior is just gone, and she starts stammering. We, we didn't know, we, we, we don't know exactly. We're just pulling astrological data and we weren't supposed to let it fall into anyone's hands. There's something out there that they're interested in and I don't know what Count Dooku wants it for something. I, I, I don't know any more than that, I swear. It's just, it's just star data. Was there anywhere else that had that information or only the console that you wiped? It was only the console that we wiped. I, it was all the copies of the data, I swear. Lahela, right now, as, as she saw like the pure fear that she had when looking at her, she would have like kind of backed away, like to get a couple steps. That back. scares you. Yeah. Okay. So Tamarin notices all of this. Notices the fear that you just inflicted upon this woman, accidentally, but still. Um, and she sees how you recoil from it, and she pulls a pair of binders out from her cloak and binds the woman's hands behind her back. Questions her a little bit more, and her name is Takara Marlaris. We'll take her back with us. Um, we might still be able to pry some information from her mind. Anything she might have seen might still be lodged in her memory. It might be, still be retrieved. Mm -hmm. um, so you captured this woman alive. Even though someone was, wasn't was really wanting to. Someone was trying to go for the kill. <laughs> she was a threat in my way. <laughs> okay? She tosses a stim pack in your direction, Lahela. Okay. Um, She'll catch it easily because force powers. So you can take back five wounds. What have you even been doing? <laughs> what? It's just not battered at all. Just like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> Use no strain to go damage. No, I'm fine. Just... It's going for the back, Amy. Learn from me, okay? <laughs> Actually, at this point, we would probably see a spaceship that we probably noticed pass before. by again. And, uh, <laughs> As she lands in the, in the open field in front of the comm tower. Oh. QP has identified this as a safe place to land. Um, and that's that. For more information on the show, visit the Quarter Portion Podcast on social media. Please check out our Patreon to help support the show and access bonus content. And until next time, may the Force be with you. This has been a production of the Kyber Club Podcast Network. Do you have a vision for a cosplay prop, novelty item, or other project, but don't know how to make it without breaking the bank? Nerdful Things has you covered. Ontario's 3D printing experts are committed to quality and affordability. They can forge everything from convention-friendly prop weapons to masks and helmets 
to small embellishments like belt buckles or pauldrons. You might even find a unique nerdy gift for friends. Check out their gallery and request a quote at www.nerdfulthings3d.com.